Oh, dang, that actually worked. I just counted down, just counted down, but whatever. Goddamn. First off, it's just making my, my mouth so salty. What are you eating? Juan DJ here with the two raw, not the two raw, <laughs> with the Torres podcast. already done. Hector done made me fuck up. Um, but as you just heard me, I got Hector here with me. Uh, we're going to be talking the great American Bash, um, week one and two, from July 1st and July 8th, today being July 13th, about to be July 14th, since we're, so we're late as fuck, late, but it is what it is, this way I do shit, I do shit late, um, I'll let Hector introduce himself, just like always, cause you know, this kind of person I am, I like to be nice. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, my name is the HEC. I'm from the South Sibs Podcast, and I'm also on Twitter at official underscore HEC. Yeah, he's got like uh, two followers and then like uh, one subscriber on YouTube, guys. So, you know, go help my nigga out. I'm about to beat your ass. <laughs> help my nigga out, man. Like, my nigga over here struggling, you know what I'm saying? IWF got more viewers than this dude. Okay, bro, stop. Bro, stop. I think that's because people look back at them to laugh at them. All right, come on now. That's- especially, especially that ABC 13 news coverage video. That shit's God levels of entertainment. Let's be real. That shit's embarrassing. That shit is embarrassing. It's, but that's what makes it amazing to watch. It's like some cringy-ass back nah, rest. I'm talking about the fact that they got more views and shit than you. That's embarrassing. I mean, I, I can't compete with natural stupidity. <laughs> Motherfuckers always see the natural stupid shit, all right? You have a guy and his wife painting her face like a fucking clown while a news reporter's trying to interview her seriously. I can't compete with that shit, all right? You also got basically an autistic retard in camo, and I feel bad that he... <laughs> he claimed he was Army. I was actually kind of disappointed that he was Army. I was like, damn, this man probably served with my dad. He's probably one of the many people my dad had to cover for being too retarded out there in the war. Damn, I'm kind of fucked up. He's only like 30-something. Yeah, he's... Shit, he looks like he's 40-something, bro. The power of meth. <laughs> but anyways, I think up. that's enough of our weekly shitting on IWF for now. I'm in fucking pain right now. Took all these bumps yesterday during training, man. My fucking, uh, my fucking, oh no, it's already, it's already Monday, huh? Yeah. So yeah, it's Monday. Days, okay, I'm tripping. Anyways, two days ago, I took all these bumps. And my upper back is killing me. My shoulder blades are on fire. My lower back fucking hurts because I took one bump wrong. But other than that, man, you know, I'm fine. Yeah, um, I unfortunately missed that practice. Hector over here. Work. Hector only here only shows up to like one practice a month, you know. Motherfucker, <laughs> they're scheduled on the way on the days that I work, man. It's not my fault that there's not a continuous solid schedule. I mean, it's hard to make a solid schedule when there's a pandemic going on right now. Like, I feel bad for the main guy. I don't know if we could put his name out there, but the main guy who's responsible for all that shit, homeboy, homeboy's struggling because this pandemic... You know, it's really fucking up wrestling for everybody. It really is. Not for Hector. That nigga, he, you know, he got discouraged a long time ago. 
you know, certain guy that wrestles for AEW, you know, just he he took my man's confidence away, you know what I'm saying? And and it I hurt I, it hurts me to see that stuff happen cuz you know, Hector's a nice guy, but you know, it is what it is. DJ out here trying to make it sound like I got molested by this motherfucker. Like if I'm about to be in the speaking out. No. no way am I trying to look guys. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. Okay. Hector showed up to a practice. They they outworked him, you know, and, and Hector made up the excuse that he had to go boo-boo. You know, and, <laughs> I didn't make up the excuse. I had to shit. And my nigga was like, oh, I got to go boo-boo, so I'm going to leave and go home and go, go boo-boo. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, sir. No, sir. I didn't say I have to leave. I just said, can I use the restroom? Because this fucking training takes place in the backyard of somebody's house. So there's a fucking house in front of you. So, you know, you do what you ask. You ask, hey, yo, can I use the restroom in this fucking house? That's where this training takes place because the training's in the backyard, right? Keep in mind, I came here because this training was offered to me for free. So I'm just like, oh, fuck it, man. It's free training. It's economically. I'm not going to get fucked. So I'm like, all right, cool. So, yeah, I got blown up. My dumb ass made the mistake of not drinking water that day. So I came in all fucking dehydrated. Went in earlier than I thought I was going to because he said seven. But then calls me at about like 5.50, just like, hey, I'm in. So head for the training facility now. So I'm like, fuck. I'm tired because I normally take a nap in the middle of the day since I work overnight. So I was like, okay, fuck it. Get blown up. I'll admit it. I got blown up. But then I had to take take a shit. I was like, yo, I just need to take a shit. But once I'm taking this shit, I'll go back. All right? I've gotten my ass whooped by my dad, like, legitimately. <laughs> and that was some times where I couldn't fucking say, oh, shit, this hurts too much. Can we please stop? Nah. But I went. I was like, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure if they see that I'm way too out of it, they'll let me know, hey, shit, you're way too out of it. So I was all right. I asked to go use the restroom because this is in the backyard of somebody's fucking household. So And then they were just like, oh, well, we can't have anybody use the restroom. Uh, there's a gas station about five minutes away. And then he's the one who suggested, actually, well, I'll, I'll just cut practice today and you can just come Wednesday. So I'm thinking, cool, he's going to cut practice today. I did horrible today. I could just work on what I fucked up on, get some water, refill, because I drank a shit ton of water. If any, uh, the fucking apartment has a water cooler in it. I got a water cooler in my apartment that I just fill that bitch up every day, save you some money on water bottles. Fucking economic tip of the day. But anyways, go, by the way, if you can tell, I have ADHD from the fucking storytelling. But anyways, uh, we go, I go into my vehicle then and drive back because the guy says, okay, we'll just come back Wednesday. And on the drive to, not more than five minutes from when I've left this man's household, which he had told me that the training was free, but it was just going to be intense. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, whatever. All of a sudden, this individual drops a, a price of $100 a month, which DJ, uh, being DJ, I wasn't going to say, well, why didn't you, you charge? Because at first, the only one who told me that he didn't charge was DJ because DJ had actually spoke to this guy in person. But I had found out about this guy through another method. I had met him through a different act. I wasn't going to bring up DJ because I was like, if I do horrible, I don't want them to be like, damn, DJ, that's your nigga? Or that's, you, that's your buddy? <laughs> what the fuck? So I was like, all right. And I didn't want to get DJ in any unnecessary shit because of my doing. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm not going to mention DJ at all. All right. So, but DJ had informed me that this guy wasn't charging. I was actually going and saying to these people like, hey, just come train with me for free. So I was like, all right. 
So I guess because I went through a different method and because I guess the he just didn't know that me and you were cool with each other and I wasn't going to let him know that we were cool with each other. All of a sudden, while I'm driving back, wants to text me. While I'm on, driving on the road, fucking exhausted, going down the freeway and shit, because this is, he was in Baytown. I live in Houston. I'm not going to have you motherfuckers dox me. But 30-minute drive. And all of a sudden, by the way, we're supposed to be reviewing the Great American Bash, but we'll get back to that. Baytown? You went to Baytown for this? Yeah, he had his uh, his his shit was in Baytown, that little household. But anyways, yeah, went to Baytown. Much no. Where was it? It was a good thirty minutes away from my shit. Went in no Baytown. Okay, well, it's thirty minutes away from where I lived. Anyways, on five minutes on the road, because he knew I lived thirty minutes away, I told him he wants to hit me with that. Oh, when you come back uh, on training on Wednesday. You know, it's just going to be 100 bucks a month, you know, nothing of that nature. If you're a wrestling fan and if you've listened to all these fuckers' podcasts who they tell you that they would blow people up and then if they want to... It's basically the guy was trying to say, hey, yo, you should probably quit this shit right now without directly telling me but trying to find some other way. So we're in the midst of a fucking pandemic. I'm barely able to maintain my job. I let you know that I live by myself. That I drive my own car and shit, whatever. Don't mean to flex on y'all to this early, but, you know, it is what it is. Anyways, by the way, I live by myself on, like, half the fucking IWF roster that lives with their parents. <laughs> Anyways. So, I was like, alright, fuck it. This guy's trying to tell me to fuck you without... But I was like, okay, well, let me see. I was like, when do you want me to make the next payment? Because DJ was going off to do some work-related business. And he was supposed, like, had he not gone there, he would have joined me at this practice. But I'm like, all right, fuck it, whatever. So I was just like, maybe I'll do this. That way I could just see some of the drills and then I could just replicate it at DJ's because DJ has a fucking ring in his backyard. Anyways, that's the ring where I'm getting elbow dropped in the two raw entertainment video. <laughs> that's me who gets elbow dropped. The motherfucker with the bandana. Now, back to the main story. This guy tried to charge me. And I knew he was just trying to discourage. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm not going to pay that shit. I just won't pay it. But then I ask just to make sure. Because I'm like, well, maybe he's genuine. Maybe he has a good heart, good nature guy, whatever. I ask him, what advice do you have for me? Because I did various different things at this practice. I'm like, well, let's see if he paid attention. That way, if he told me, like, if he broke down to me, like, hey, this is what you need to work on. This is blah, 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 blah. Hey, I, I could have paid him the 100 a month. It would have been no problem to me. The problem's not paying for it at all. The problem is when I ask you, what can I work on? And you just respond to go to a park before Wednesday. I'm just like, is this, this, there's no specifics, just go to a park. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm I'm done with this man. Anyways. Telling you to run. Anyways, the other fuck, but he could have gotten into more specifics. All the shit that we did. I was like, out of everything that I did. Like, keep in mind, the people who we practice with now, now, are, they tell you methodically every detail where you fucked up, and it's like, what you need to work on, how you da da da. I was able to work on my front rolls more, and was able to, like, do something mentally, because one of the trainers was like, yo, when you do the front roll, kind of do it like this, but keep your legs separated, you know, if you need to keep on telling yourself in your mind that, then you'll be able to land on your feet. Because when I was first doing rolls, I fucking sucked ass at them, front rolls. And then... So I was expecting something like that from the guy who's trying to charge me. And then that 
that doesn't I was like, all right, screw it, I'm not gonna pay. Anyways, DJ returns, but when DJ returns and while these practices are going on, my job is changing shifts because in my personal life, I was getting switched from my scattered everywhere job to my have a permanent po- post uh, position. So while this is going on, every fucking practice that they would schedule the day before, they would schedule like a practice when I'm supposed to be working. So that's where DJ keeps on hitting me with this. Oh man, Lowry. Oh fuck. I'll just just send the audio to me and I'll edit his name out. <laughs> Anyways, this fucking individual does the shit. And then fucking DJ's just like, oh, bro, this dude took your confidence, man. This guy's really, oh, man, this guy's really fucking with you. Oh, oh, damn. I think it was because at this time I was also doing acting as well. And I was able to do two acting gigs, which is why I counts practice over. But for the acting gigs, you get paid. Uh, so that's. So that's why this man keeps fucking with me over the whole confidence thing. Yeah, if anyone believes that story, you're an idiot. Hector's confidence was taken. Don't let this man fool you. Anyway. We gotta edit his name out the audio, though, because now we're... Yeah, it was Lowrider, guys. No one cares. Uh, you better edit this audio. So let's talk about the NXT. I'm not gonna edit this. Who cares? It's Lowrider. I mean... There's nothing to it. Lowrider, you know, he he said he wasn't going to charge, and he ended up charging. Uh, and I just think it's just because, you know, he wanted to see um, whether you're completely serious about doing the wrestling or not. And uh, that was his way of finding out. And, you know, it is what it is. So. Well, remember, he hitched you with the $50, too. No, nah, you tell your story, too. Motherfucker. You're just out me. Because we see this he man hit with, now. He hit me with $50, but, like, I, was, I, I had already been training, so it didn't bother me. I don't care. I don't. I, it doesn't. If someone hit me and if 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 right now the people I'm training with said, "Hey, you know, we're no longer going to do this for free. We're going to charge you fifty or hundred dollars a month." That's fine with me. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, but we were paying because they helped us out and they were methodical with the details and shit, and they were right. letting us know how to do the way I see properly. it. The way I see it, if you really want to do something, you're going to do what you got to do to do it. And you know, I was willing to pay him the fifty dollars. Um, yeah, DJ is willing to suck a dick to learn how to train for the. Uh, only reason I decided not to pay him the fifty dollars was because his training is like super intense and he doesn't really cover basics uh, because a lot of the guys that he trains with are already like um, pro. So there's no point in him doing basics for just one person. So there's no point in me paying him if I'm gonna start if I'm not gonna start like learning basics, you know. So that's that's no, the guy. The but, guy. I saw the guy again recently. He didn't have no issues with me. I thought he would because he just out of the blue would like message me random shit. And I was like, what is this guy doing? He just thought Hector sucks. Told Hector to pay him $100. He didn't tell me to pay $100. Told Hector to pay $100. Hector was like, man, uh, he thinks I suck. So I was like, dang. You know how short the story would have been if I would have just said his name at the beginning? We could have explained this shit easier. I was trying to avoid hoops and bounds and shit, and you're um, not even going to edit it again. Like Point is, we saw, I saw the guy again. There's no problems, apparently, so that's good, I guess. I don't and think I there no problem. problems. Like I said, I just think he wanted to see if you were were serious about wrestling, and uh, uh, you kind of gave him your answer when you didn't pay, you know. So it is what it is, you know, whatever. Maybe he thinks we're serious now that he saw us again. I was surprised that he even remembered me because you only like, show up like once a month, though. No one takes you serious over there. 
Motherfucker, I barely started with them. motherfucker. Alright, don't you try to pay me to be no fucking IWF motherfucker who just... Hell no. Dude should have just stayed in the IWF. They only they only practice like once a year. They practice <laughs> once a year. That's sad. The ring is in fucking storage and they have people who have a backyard. <laughs> oh, shit. They wouldn't even know what to do anyway. Anyways, let's uh let's get talking about this this great American bash. We'll start off with week one, um, night one, whatever you want to call it. Uh, now I wanted to let everyone know that this show was thrown together so fucking quick because AEW had um their fighter fest event. It was their fighter fest had like been planned already, and WWE's was like. One night, they're like, DJ, oh. I don't know what you're talking about. The WWE had this plan for months in advance. They just they just didn't want to release it to the public yet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what Triple H. Triple H says he doesn't counter-program. He just books what's best for them and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, first off, there was in no way, shape, or form any bill to Adam Cole and Keith Lee. It just came out of nowhere. They threw Keith Lee in a triple threat match. Uh, and then the winner of that match was going to face Adam Cole with both titles on the line. Um, and I think there's two factors that came into play when this was like thought of. One being uh, Fighter Fest and the other being uh, the fact that Adam Cole's contract is expiring at the end of next month. And apparently he hasn't re-signed a new one, um, which is funny. Because neither has Rey Mysterio, so Mysterio is currently... Well, Rey Mysterio has actually been working without a contract. That's actually surprised me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rey Mysterio yeah. Does, does not have a contract with the WWE anymore. He's He's been working on a um, per-appearance basis. I think my Dude. son just woke up, so I'll probably have to grab him and bring him over here. Do you um, know what I'm really afraid of, honestly? Huh? If Rey Mysterio fucks Vince and goes to AEW... We're not finna have a Mexican champion until fucking Vince is dead. <laughs> well, no, he's you have no high, Mexican champions. High up on, on on Garza, so no, yeah, but he he gonna say fuck Garza, fuck all those Mexicans. I don't know. Ray was, fuck me. I mean, I think the only reason Ray is kind of sticking around is because of Dominic, uh, oh, but I mean. Dominic's sure. acting wise has been okay, but it's just his acting wise has just been his acting literally has not grown up since two thousand five. I I think I think AEW could sign Dominic if you might daddy if they wanted to. But anyways, back to this card. They want to see uh, So the show opens up with the fatal four way elimination uh match between uh Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, and Mia Yim. Uh, so Tegan and Kai have been feuding, and then Yim and Candice have been feuding, and um, NXT's women's division since WrestleMania, honestly, is kind of like taking a poo-poo when Charlotte yeah, won the belt. Um, Shayna Baszler's gone. Io Shirai was in the main event of this card, not defending the title because she faced Sasha, so that's why they threw this match on here. Um, and I think this Wednesday... 
the winner, of course, is facing Shirai. Uh, again, to counter-program fucking Fight for the Fallen instead of putting this match on the next TakeOver. Uh, so Tegan Knox, of course, won the match. Um, and the match went like 20 minutes. I thought it was a decent match. I didn't think it was like the greatest women's match. No, this match was good until Mia Yim got pinned. And then it went to shit from there. Because Mia Yim was like the most exciting part of this match. And the way how they got rid of her with that weird fucking crab walk pin looking shit. That pissed me off. They got rid of her too early. And then from there, it looked like nobody else knew what the fuck was going on. And keep in mind, I don't watch NXT on the regular. So this is my introduction to Mia Yim and shit. But compared to like the pops that she was getting from the crowd and the moves that she was doing, as but, soon as she got eliminated... Did, did you just hear what you said? What? The pop she was getting from the crowd that consists of wrestlers employed by the WWE who were told... You can, you can clearly see that they were told who to, to cheer and boo. Yeah, so but the the crowd Crowd involved cool. means these- nothing right now. Yo, absolutely. yo, even if you direct these people to cheer for you, as soon as she got eliminated, that crowd was like fucking dead, dude, because no. of that crab walk pin. No. Do you know what I'm I- talking about, right? That weird ass crab walk pin. It was she, Candice, or what's her name? Uh, Dakota Kai came from behind and 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 fucking pinned her. In a weird ass crab walk looking pin. Man, look. See, Candace if I was, was out first. This, I would put a picture of the pin on the screen so you guys could see it. But this is a Taurus cast, not Sausages. But anyways. And so Candace was out first, which surprised me because I honestly thought Candace was going to win since Io Shirai is back to being a, a face like out of fucking nowhere. Um, but she was out first. Uh, Yim was out second. And then it was left to Kai and Knox, which I thought was really good. I thought they their last their first um, singles match. I think it was like a, a false count anywhere or some shit like that at one of the takeovers before there was no crowd. Um, that was a really good match. So I don't know what Hector was watching. I mean, he may just have a different taste, but I thought this was a really good match. I gave it three out of five stars for the whole entire match. Um, like I said, it wasn't a great, fantastic women's belt match that NXT normally has, but it yeah, was still pretty good. I thought we always did one out of ten. Huh? When the fuck did we move to stars? I thought we did one out of ten. One out of ten? What are you talking about? Oh, okay. Never mind. It must have been some other program I was on. My bad. So, I guess Hector didn't like the match. I liked the match. Like I said, I thought it was it was a decent, really good match. Uh, again, Tegan Knox gets the title shot this Wednesday um, to counter um, a fight for the Fallen. The only thing is... If Tegan Knox and Il Shirai is the main event this week, like NXT ain't winning shit because the main event for Fight for the Fallen is John Moxley versus um, Brian Cage, and I really rather much see that than to see well, Tegan. That's why. That's why Vince, being the genius that he is, had Renee Young pop that pussy for John Moxley while she was infected, and now your boy has to sit out. It was a genius plan. What you mean? He's back. Oh fuck! Really? He's wrestling this. I just said he's wrestling this week. Well, that sucks. I didn't see him on the. I had only heard him say. I had only saw that they said he was going to. I. I haven't seen anything that said he was cleared yet. No, they they just put the the they just put the card out, uh, the other day. 
It's going to be Moxley and Cage in the main event. Here, let me see if I can pull up the entire card. If he's back, then okay. Then, yeah, you're right about that one. And it's crazy because WWE can no longer really counter-program that. Uh, Oh, no, I put Fighter Fest, didn't I? Remember, guys. Fight for the Fallen. All right, so the card for Fight for the Fallen is... The Elite versus Jurassic Express. I don't care for that, to be honest. I believe um, Triple H was in counter-program the same day I believe that he didn't cheat on China with Stephanie McMahon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got <laughs> FTR, formerly known as The Revival, taking on the Lucha Brothers. I, I'm definitely going to watch that. Um, and then Cody Rhodes versus... Oh, yeah, the Lucha Brothers, some good shit. Oh, shit. I don't know, because I know... Fighter Fest one we're going to be talking about. But Lucha Brothers looking strong again, man. It's great. It's fucking amazing. Mm, I mean, one month of booking doesn't really count, but uh, Cody versus Sunny Kiss, which means whatever. I mean, Sunny Kiss was like signed when AW first started and it's barely been on TV. Uh, and then Dark, where the rest of the minorities are. I told oh, that's right. I told you, man. AW Dark should might be called AW Colored Only, bro, because that's where they put all the fucking different people of different color talent and shit, and it's just sad. Alright, so then we have uh, Moxley versus Cage for the AW World Championship, and from what I'm seeing here, and I'm not sure just exactly how true this is, let's see. Their Wikipedia is wrong. Yeah, they are definitely showing that Blood and Guts would be the next show. But that's not confirmed. So, anyways. Are you questioning the fine folks at fucking Wikipedia? Huh? Are you questioning the fine folks at Wikipedia, the most trustworthy news source? Yeah, fuck them. It's a joke, DJ. Jesus fucking Christ. All right, never mind. Oh, no shit. I didn't know that. So anyways. After this, match, fucking <laughs> after this match, we get uh, Damien Priest, who is now a face, talking wait, in his... Wait, wait, no. Wait, no, what the fuck? No, we didn't. We had Timothy Thatcher versus Oni Larkin. No, before this, we had a promo from Damien Priest, oh, okay, who was yeah, talking promo. in his in his deep... I want to rape you, voice, and kick you in your face. That that's how he fucking talks. Like, I don't know. That's the Sammy Guevara voice. Uh, and he's apparently feuding <laughs> with Cameron Grimes, who used to be Trevor Lee in TNA. Uh, Grimes has been like booked, kind of strong. Like he's protected a lot. So seems like Triple H really likes him. I don't know why. I mean, the guy's good. Like, his look to me is just, like, average. I mean, it's nothing special about him, in my opinion, but it is what it is. Anyways, uh, so then we get Timothy Thatcher uh, defeating Oni Lorcan by submission in about 11 minutes. Um, I feel like which... just try to be, just try to be, like, the fighter pit to me too much. Mama, but it was still good. I liked it. I liked it, I, but I saw. I mean, it was more of like the complaints. 
It was more of like that strong style kind of match. I mean, there was like a ton of suplexes, some mat yeah. wrestling, some chops, some fucking hard wanna, fucking chops. I don't know if I want to get too in detail about it because of the fact that we're going to be recording that episode tomorrow. But uh, current, this podcast is recorded after a UFC event. And while I was on Twitter looking at people's tweets during this match, I was thinking about, well, this was in the past, but when that UFC event happened and there was a very apparently disappointing main event for people who don't know how the fuck MMA works, this I was getting the same type of I was seeing the same type of complaints, where some were just thinking that this is too slow paced, too methodical. But for those who like wrestling, there was like a big fan of like, yo, no, this is actually like good ass wrestling. Crazy, this was my favorite match on the show. This actually was mine too. The rest of these. Well, because I think the rest of these weren't really meant to be taken that seriously because we weren't expecting that much. Because if we, if, let's go a quick rundown of what follows this, not spoiling. We had Rhea Ripley versus uh, Aaliyah and Robert Stone. Then we had Loomis versus Strong. Anybody who didn't think that it was going to be Loomis just murdering Strong, I don't know what to tell you. And then we had EO versus uh, Sasha Banks. That one was the only one where I couldn't tell what WWE was going to do. But even then, I really didn't expect that much from the match, to be honest. What? I expected a whole lot from that main event, and I'll get into that because I was kind of disappointed with it. I wasn't because I was thinking that it was going to be some screwy type finish where Bailey, WWE has a tendency of putting their storylines over NXT storylines, so I was oh, actually I expected a screwy finish, but I yeah, expected we, a lot more. We expect I expected some bullshit that it was going to be the worst. It was going to have a shitty ending. And not really be that good or just your generic cookie cutter type match. Not because of the fact that I'm thinking that's all these women are capable of. But because of the fact that WWE has a tendency to be like, oh, well, y'all can go down to NXT. But remember, WWE's king. NXT is secondary. So just remember that. So I was actually surprised to see that. Oh, shit. They got their props today. Good good for them, NXT. Well, anyways, um. So Thatcher wins by making Oni type to an armbar. Again, I love this match. It was my favorite match on the show. It was my favorite match because just I gave it three and three and a quarter out of five. Oh, that's so. what it was. It was backlash that we reviewed, and we were doing one out of ten for. That's what it was. No, I've never done one out of ten. I think I was doing the one out of ten. Then all right, well for this one. Four four stars on this one, bro. I love, I love this type of wrestling. Man. Um, I don't know what happened after this match. All I wrote was, um, Mauro Nalo is a fucking nerd. That's all I fucking wrote. So I don't know. I don't know if there's a promo here or if he just says something stupid like he always does. But uh, I just wrote Mauro is a fucking nerd. See again, every time I hear Mauro's comments or every time I hear Mauro's commentary, sometimes again. I cannot justify what JBL did, but I could understand. Nah. I don't know. Some of the shit he says is kind of just like, you know, whatever. I feel like he over. He tries to be too pop culture. He tries to be like too in touch with what's going on as far as pop culture and shit. Yeah, he has and a he-, he has the tendency of dating the product when it doesn't need to be dated. Well, and it's like, dude, just. Just, you know, call the action, be a fucking wrestling nerd, and that's it. That's all you gotta do, you know? But, it is what it is. So, 
The next match was um Don't kill Rita... yourself, Marlo, okay? I know I know you take criticism very heavily. But See, if you I, are I, that don't, I shouldn't have even said that. Anyways. Marl, we love you, but your commentary is something else, bro. Uh next match was uh Rhea versus Aaliyah and um Robert Stone. And um I this wasn't like the great. I gave it a two and a two out of five. It wasn't the this greatest is a match. Comedy match. This is a uh, one for you, bro. Yeah, it was a comedy match, and I got a kick out of it. Robert Stone came out in like his um, boxing gear. He has the same the same title boots I got. He had a, the, the fucking robe on and his fist taped up, and I'm really so surprised. He, so he was in his IWF wrestling gear. No, he's in boxing. Don't don't ever insult that. <laughs> he, uh, I was really surprised that uh, oh, and he also had some goggles. So I'm, I was really surprised that WWE allowed Stone to get offense in on Rhea because they re- pretty much moved away from like the intergender stuff and shit like that. Like I know they did it with Randy and and Ziggler and Mysterio beating up Nia at the Royal Rumble that one year. Or, or Nia beating up Dean Ambrose. And then they advertised Nia versus Dean Ambrose, which is fucking stupid. Um, Did they? I never remember that. They advertised it, and I think, if I recall right, Dean was, like, saying, like, that doesn't make any sense because he knows how it's going to end. They're going to have her, you know, pretty much squash him and shit like that. Um, And I think there was a bunch of fan backlash online. It ended up being can- it's supposed to be at a house show is what it was supposed to be. I think it was supposed to be at the Madison Square Garden show that he did with the Shield, uh, but it was originally supposed to be him versus uh, Nia Jax. What the fuck? I remember seeing that advertised on Twitter. Yeah, that, you know what? That'd be like some mafia type shit where Vince would be like, "Injure this motherfucker." <laughs> he get Nia ten bucks. Probably, probably so. He knew Nia could you know, fucking injure somebody. But anyways, yeah, um, I too. The one, thing, the one thing I took out of this match was that Rhea Ripley has fallen so far down the card. It's so fucking crazy. Last she year, she, touch, bro. She, last she, year she left NXT UK and she went to uh, NXT USA. I guess you can call it. I don't know. Uh, but she went, came to the main NXT roster and. Of course, entered the feud with Shayna Baszler. It was a really great feud. She beat Shayna for the belt. And then she fucking lost to Charlotte at the Everybody at knows once you, once you have a match to Charlotte, you are expected your career to die. Your career is going to suck immediately. Look at what happened to Oscar. Not, not necessarily. Oscar's doing really good. I'm, I'm, she I'm, rebounded now because of her own natural fucking entertaining self. Well, wow. I've never considered Oscar's career to be dead after that loss of Charlotte because I they protect me. Other than the loss, other than the loss to Carmella, Oscar still remained. She still remained popular, and she was still kind of protected in a way where she wasn't even losing that much. Uh, it's just the fact that her booking was just so inconsistent, and at times where it, she should have just been champion, it was just ridiculous that she wasn't the champion. That's the way I look at it. But Rhea was like, it's like, man, you you lost to Charlotte, you got fucking pinned in the triple threat match, and now no, you're now you're in a handicap match with Robert Stone and Aaliyah, Aaliyah who loses all the damn time, Stone yeah, who has a gimmick that seemed to mock Tony 
uh, Tony Khan at first, throwing up, being a drunk, this is and that, and it's like you're having. Well, they were doing shit that they said that Tony Khan would do. That's why his characteristics literally are imitating the new shit that they find out about Tony Khan. Because that's why Noah well, said that shit about getting them all fucked up on white claws. That's when he started doing that drunk type shit. Well, I think it's retarded and stupid. And well, anyways, hold up, hold up. Let me let me tell you something, bro. See, I don't know. If, we didn't do a WrestleMania review. Come to think about it, but as soon as soon as she came out with that Vegeta style fucking attire, I know oh, she's letting us know she's gonna fucking lose. She's letting us know in advance that she's gonna lose. I didn't even catch the Vegeta attire, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, well, she, so once the, anybody knows, if you come out with Vegeta attire, you are saying you're going. When New Day came out to Dragon Ball Z attire, they lost, bro. Every, every time you come out to Vegeta shit, you're gonna lose. That's how you no, let the they, audience advance that you're gonna lose. They did. They did lose. You're right. I completely forgot about that. All right. Exactly. So now so we know when the person comes out with a Vegeta outfit, they're gonna lose. The next match was the strap match that went 16 minutes. Uh, Dexter Loomis versus uh, Roderick Strong. Uh, Loomis beat Strong. Uh, so it was like Loomis was in control of the match a lot to the point where I thought like, all right, he's in control. He's going to fucking lose, right? But no. Uh, Strong made a like a, a heel kind of comeback or whatever. Bobby Fish came out to help him. Um and nobody came out to help Dexter Loomis because Dexter Loomis's partner is, of course, Dream, who is getting the Crispin Wall treatment right now <laughs> because they mentioned um, Adam Cole defending his title in the backlot brawl, and they didn't mention Dream's name like at all. Uh, Dream did not come out to help Dexter Loomis, as Dexter Loomis has done for him plenty of times. Um and Loomis what, takes out what was Mauro Ronaldo and we needed him to bring out that reference. What Every reference? time Mauro Ronaldo does a reference, it'll just be amazing, all right? Have Dexter Loomis just forcefully throw him to the ground and then just be like, speaking of forcefully throwing people to the ground, Velveteen Dream. <laughs> you, you know who Dexter Loomis well kind of reminds me of at first, like when I first look at him. I don't know if I remember Heidenreich. Um the guy used to uh, kidnap, Doug, used to bro, kidnap Michael Cole and shit. The man who raped Michael Cole in front of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It reminds me when I look at him. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah it actually doesn't remind me of Heidenreich. You ever seen that meme where it's just like every time they make fun of somebody trying to act sophisticated? That That's what he looks like to me. Again, if this is the sausage, I'd put a picture up for you guys. But this is the Taurus cast, so y'all, those who know, no. Fuck it. But, no. Anyways, Loomis takes out both Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong. Uh, there's no Kyle O'Reilly and no Adam Cole to come out to help Strong, um, which was weird, but whatever. Uh, and Loomis wins. So uh, yeah, I feel like they did that for a reason. Because if they would have had those two come out, then um, it could have spoiled possibly the ending with possible running. So you always want to keep that element of surprise. So that's why you have some of the members, but not all. That way, in Wait, case the, it could have destroyed what ending? Uh, the ending for the. Uh, oh wait, never mind. You're right. This is for that. I forgot the shit split up in two. My bad. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just split up in two. 
so it's a decent match. I saw people online saying like this was like a really great match. I just kind of bored. It went 16 minutes and it was really slow at times. And like at the times that Roderick Strong tried to pick up the pace, it was like Loomis would go to his methodical slow style. And I was just like, <clears throat> like ah, I'm kind of over it. Uh, so I gave it like I gave it to an early nineties. It reminded me of like an early nineties Undertaker match where he would kind of like no sell some of the shit. Or he would still go along with it. He was a great athlete, but at the time, since he was just figuring out the character and the movements, that's what kind of what this year reminded me of. Well, Dexter Lumis ain't an Undertaker, so he needs to stop. No, I'm uh, not saying I'm not saying he's the Undertaker, but even the Undertaker in his own fucking documentary admitted when he first started with the character, he, he didn't know like what to do with it, and that kind of looks like what Loomis is going through right now. I mean, his his name is horror movie based. All right, Dexter Loomis, Sam Loomis. It's, it's not a fucking coincidence. Yeah, his character just just doesn't do it for me. Um, after that, we get a fucking excellent video package of Keith Lee and Adam Cole. Um, I thought it was awesome. And then from there, there's a interview with Johnny and Candice, who I love as a heel couple. Uh, Candace gets into a fight with Mia Yim backstage and Swerve comes in and Johnny gets into it with Swerve and that just basically sets up for night two because there was no matches announced for night two so they had to do something um, and then the fucking um, uh, Legado del Fantasma group uh, come out cut a promo um, about how they want to bring back oh legit- I love this promo bro I love this fucking promo yeah, I they talked about problem. how they want to bring back legitimacy to Lucha Libre and how it's bullshit. It, yeah, it's not all about mass and flips and you know. And I, I wrote, I was like, yo, I fucking, I dig this promo. I dig it a lot because I was, we were just talking uh, a few weeks ago about how the backlash review. We talked in the backlash uh, review how we like the more, the oh more no, style. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was, I was coming home from from out of town. And we're talking about yeah, how oh, okay. we're the talking on the phone aspect of we didn't fuck with it that much. And I was like, oh, yo, this is why I have a problem with everybody. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that. So for those of you who don't know, let me give a brief synopsis. Essentially, DJ didn't really know what the whole thing with Lucha Libre was. And he was just discussing his problem. And I was talking about my fandom of it. I never said that. I mean, well, no, you, you said that you just really didn't fuck with it that much because of the flips and shit. I didn't say that either. Motherfucker. I didn't. Anyway. All I I said I all I said was that Lucha Libre does too many jokey spots and they play to the crowd too much. And it's just, it's just not the style of wrestling that I care for. Um but that's just what it's become, like flips and and, and yeah. more crowd involvement than actual wrestling. And this is, you know, he don't want Santos Escobar. He doesn't want that. So he wants he wants to bring back, you know, the actual wrestling aspect of it. And he wants to show that Lucha Libre uh, can be taken serious, like on on the grand stage or being NXT WWE. And like I said, I, I fucking love that. Pro- I love that program to fuck. Yeah, never going to the main roster. Huh? Never. So I was like, that's how you know they're never going to go to the main roster, which I is mean, good. 
which is good. I, I see good. it this way: NXT is part of the main roster. There's a like I'd rather be in NXT than Raw or SmackDown anyway. So NXT is its own niche brand, and that's what's good about it. That's what's so favorable about it. Yeah, but anyways, uh, Drake comes out and he gets his ass beat, and then fucking Fandango and fucking uh, um. What's that guy's name? Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. Tyler Breeze was so good in, in his first run in NXT. And then, of course, he got to the main roster and, like, they did nothing with him. And then I also wrote here, like, y'all remember when, when Fandango beat Chris Jericho? Like, <laughs> I remember. Y'all remember at WrestleMania in, like, a shit kind of match? Like, not Homie even Jericho hot. could have a good match with Fandango. Homie was hot. He had people... That's what happens when you release one hot track and motherfuckers really fucks with you from a rap perspective. This is where I get into rap type shit now. That's what happens when a motherfucker has a single, it goes big and shit, and he doesn't know what to do to follow it up. It's like when you're fucking around and the shit that was supposed to be the single was just a filler song, but that's the song that ends up getting the most popular. And then you're just like, oh shit. So you run with that and you have nothing else following it and then you try to replicate it and nothing else follows. He had a catchy-ass theme song, and then that was it. A theme song that the fans well, like. To be honest, I didn't even fucking like that theme song. I thought that shit was stupid. It's that so crazy. So he beats Jericho. The fans fucking love him. They're playing. They're singing along to his song. They're, they're getting, they think the gimmick is, is, is catchy and great. And then Vince puts him with fucking Summer Rae and... and, and, and Whoever the other bitch was that they had to to fucking uh, uh, fight over him and shit like that. Oh, I think it was Layla. I think it was Summer Rae and Layla or something like that. And they were fighting over him. And it was just Rose so... Rose it just, it, oh, Ro- I don't know, whoever the fuck it was. Anyways, it was so stupid and it killed his character so quick and he just never recovered from it. He, he They did the, like the, the fucking yeah, skits and shit before. Huh? That's a good point. They, they cucked that, man. Why is it WWE... You know what? I feel like ever since Vince saw Batista cuck John Morrison, he's been trying to recreate that since. Huh? I feel like ever since, it was like they basically cucked, because I remember that shit. He was with her, then she leaves him, she kicks him in the dick. Then he was with, uh, Dolph Ziggler was with Summer Rae, or some shit. And then there was Dolph Ziggler and the other chick going nah, against I think I think you're thinking about the wrong storyline, bro. No, 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 I'm not thinking about the Rusev one. I know you're about to bring up the Rusev one, but no. They had put Dolph Ziggler in two of these similar storylines. Not not with Fandango. And the Fandango one, yes. Uh, he was with the other girl. He was... Nah, bro. I don't We're think gonna... I don't think Ziggler was in the Fandango storyline. We're going to have to go look that up, then. I'll have to look that up to see. Look, I'm bringing Right. I'm not gonna be actually. That's a lie. I'm not gonna be looking it up. I'm not thinking this fucking hard about Fandango. All right. I'm sorry. Let's see. Yeah. So it says uh, he was with Summer Rae. Uh, let's see. He beat Jericho. He beat Kofi. Uh, he beat Jericho again. Uh. He lost a triple threat for the Intercontinental title. Uh, 
the, the triple threat match. Fandango was booked to win. However, he suffered a concussion during Smack. So he was supposed to win the Intercontinental title, but he he got concussed. Uh, and then, of course, that's when Curtis Axel won, which was fan- fucking fantastic. And then they just didn't do anything with him either. Um, he competed in the Money in the Bank, but he lost because Damian Sandow won, which did nothing because Damian Sandow, of course, failed to cash in after beating up John Cena. And then from there, he had a losing streak, and then he went on uh, to feud with the Great Khali because, you know, that does wonders for your fucking... That's who it was. It was the Great Khali, not Tom Ziggler. It was the Great Khali who, like, took the other bitch into the cuck uh, see. Yep, so yeah, he returned with Rosa Mendez as his dance partner. Um, he, do, 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 do. Yeah, there's nothing about him feuding with Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, you're right. It was, it was, I, I just fucking said it was Greg Kali, and that's who it was. But, nah, yeah. but he, he didn't feud with Greg Kali over... Yeah. Yeah, I think it was because of the chick. Well, whatever, fuck it. Nah, see, you got your shit all fucked up. You don't know. What? Fuck it, I'm gonna go on the... No, actually, never mind. Like I said, I'm not doing that much research for fucking Fandango. No, you're fucking up. But anyways... Hey, what'd you so... think about the set, though? Like, so... I'm not gonna lie, considering the fact that we had just came from fucking In Your House, where they had legitimately built a house set out of nowhere, I was kind of disappointed that the Great American Bash is just, like, two fucking cars with, like, some shitty stickers put on them. Oh, uh, yeah, well, they're in a pandemic, man. You know, Vince McMahon got to keep his money tight. I'm not going to wait a house at the front for in your house, but he, Great American, that's how you, that's how you, Great American. Vince, Vince McMahon ain't a Great American, man. Come on now. You know, anyway, uh, we go to a Cameron Grimes promo who he mocks Damien, Damien Priest. And then he says he is the number one contender for the um, uh, double championship, whoever wins the double championship match or whatever. So that happens, and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. So the main event is a commercial-free main event that goes 14 minutes with Il Shirai and Cha-Cha Banks, uh, which Shirai wins. Wait, why did you uh, just call her Cha-Cha Banks? Because that's her name, Cha-Cha Banks. Come on now. So... <laughs> so here's what I wrote because I see something that I want that I was talking you know her about. Her actual Mercedes, so, right? Huh? You know her first name, her like legit shoot first name is Mercedes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So all you hood kids now have a famous person with a fucking actual first name, like Mercedes Vernado or some shit like that. She's got some kind of non non really black person name. You know what I'm saying? But anyways. No, All right, so Sasha's I'm out sorry. first. They come, she comes Torres. out in the car. Comes out in the car with Bailey and a dog. And Mauro Winalo fucking says something, and I'm like, dude, stop with these fucking pop references. What I don't know what it? it says. All I wrote was stop with the fucking references. Um, Io Shirai comes out next. Uh, it was yeah, a yeah. Con- say it again. Yeah. Again, again, let me say this one more time because I'm gonna say this every time we review a fucking NXT event. I don't justify, but I understand. <laughs> every time he says some stupid shit, I'm just thinking of JBL's fucking theme song going off in my head. Yeah. I mean, he says some stupid shit, but like, you know, it's still wrong to bully the guy over it. Anyways, 
this this of course was a non-title match. So I thought the title was on the line the whole time, and it it fucking wasn't. But um, no, uh, it wasn't. Yeah, how did the fuck did you not know this? Because okay, because I don't watch well, weekly. I just I just heard yeah. the Great American Bash, and I was just like, you okay, know, cool. You I'll watch heard it. about this because backstory time for you children. We are currently working on maintaining and managing a wrestling company, and me and DJ had gone into an argument because. He, they had announced that this match was going to be non-title, and DJ had said, we're not going to do non-title matches in our league. And I was like, no, you need no, not. that's not why I said that. I didn't say that because of this. Yeah, because they announced three. They had announced three. They had announced uh, what versus Fiend was going to be non-title. The, the Strowman one versus that one is not going to be non-title. And then this match, they announced non-title the same day. So no. that... This one, okay. I, I simply said that just because of the Braun Strowman and, and Bray Wyatt okay. match. I had no yeah. idea this was a non-title. Okay, uh, well, that's why I thought that you knew, because you were just like, yo, we can't be doing this because that's too much. And I still I was, stick like, by that, by the way. But I will not stick by that. We will have that conversation on another fucking podcast. So here's here's a so we're going we're gonna to discuss this right now. Here's the deal, guys. Right, so... Okay, so go. REW is something oh, that I good. that I am currently uh, trying to get up and running um, with the help of some people. But at the end of the day, it is, of course, owned by me. I just have Hector as one of the bookers. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to find a second booker because the guy that was originally a second booker is just... I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with the guy. But anyways... He's uh, drifting like a motherfucker. He's having a good time. So... <laughs> So, of course, at the end of the day, like, the final say will go through me, um, but I'm not going to be, like, that asshole um, that we were previously wrestling with. Um, Like, that's just not going to happen. But the one thing that I am going – there will be things that I say that I will stick by, and one of the main things that I am definitely sticking by is uh, not – I'm sorry. You fuck. don't you don't want non-title matches. If a if the world champion is not scheduled for a title match, he will not he will not he will either not be on the show or he will uh, uh be in a tag team match because I believe that if the champion uh is in a match, it should be for the title like and if okay. not, there's no reason for him to be like I mean it's the same thing with Brock Lesnar when Brock Lesnar was champion. So here's why I tell you championship matches. It's because because of the fact that I do like acting and things of that nature, and you want me to be a booker, which is essentially you want me to be like a storyteller, and with this you gotta like make long term decisions and have different things pop up and go on. For storytelling purposes, you need non title matches. You no. need because only of the fact if, that, only if you're producing a week to week episodic wrestling show. That's it. Well, if you're even if you're doing like a once a month one, because if you're doing a once a month one, because if suppose that okay behind the scenes shit, there's an amazing venue called the Premier League Arena. God bless them and every fucking body who works there. You know, you, you pay them a fee and you can host your wrestling event there. So fucking shout out to y'all. Uh, but anyways, what fucking arena is this? Isn't that the Premier League Arena? Isn't that the one that uh, we do the training? You're talking about the Houston Premier Arena. Houston Premier Arena. Jesus fucking Christ. Anyways, point being, 
this venue allows you to set an event, you know, schedule it, and then held it for that day. But like anybody who's goes to like the R uh, the R O W tapings or the actual ones where they have like episodic programming, they'll shoot all their shit in one of these events. Like R O W shoots their entire next like their entire month, the next four weeks of episodes in one session. Like you're going at seven and you're not leaving that bitch till like midnight. Yep. Yes. So about so about so if you're doing shit like that, you need things like non-title matches. But then if you wanna space it out or schedule it for storytelling purposes, I personally believe that y'all need that. But again, so, we could probably do whole, So if we, we were we to do so, so if we were to do that, then I would be okay with it. But if not, then I don't believe in a champion being in, in non-title matches. I just I, this is just something that I don't unless you know, like I said, they can be in tag matches or whatever, but like there's no there's no purpose of of your champion losing a singles match. Like I just I I I just never believed in that. Like you're the champion for a reason because you're the best at that time for that company. You are the best. You should not be losing a non-title match. Which was when I saw that this match was a non-title match. I was like, if they beat Io Shirai just to fucking for Vince to prove a point that his his stars are better or whatever, or his roster or whatever the fuck you want to say. Like there's no point for the match. For uh, him to bend over and take a shit on Triple H's product. Yeah. And like, I just, I, I don't believe in a champion losing a non-title match. And then on top of that, I don't believe in giving away a match. So like, like once I get this up and running, if I have a vision, so I'm like, okay, I want this person to be champion, and I want them to be champion for this long because I want them to face this person, this person, and this person. Well, if I have them in a match all the time, then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to book you against this person, but I still don't want you to go against this person, so I'm going to book you against this person again. I'm going to book you against this person, even though I don't care for you to actually, you know, like this just doesn't make any sense to me. It's just throw out a useless match. It's just it in my opinion it just does make it just makes no sense. So that's where my philosophy on that comes from. Um, yeah, but my philosophy goes from like a storytelling purposes. You have things of the nature like take a look at the jungle boy Chris Jericho and shit. How uh, that one he was like I'm gonna set a time limit and he beat me in this time limit. That one was nice, however I, anybody who kinda watches wrestling knows that he wasn't gonna beat him outside the time limit or that he was gonna last the time limit. Had they done like a non title match and he was able to pick up the win, it would have got more eyes on the product, got more things attention. I mean, look at currently the Matt Riddle storyline. Came in, faced AJ Styles, and actually did beat him. And see, I don't believe in that. Why 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 do you have to beat the champion in order to get a title match? That doesn't make any sense. That's what that's why there's number one contenders matches, battle royals, tournaments. Uh, Think of the that was behind it, though. Think of the story. I'm telling you, from a storytelling, per- you're thinking from a long term and from the heart and the passionate, from the fan perspective. But I'm talking about for the storyline because of me and you are going to have to be doing this storyline. Now, again, so the story. So, so right now the storyline is story Matt that AJ had an ego. AJ say- had an ego because he won the title, and then Matt Riddle essentially humbled him. So now AJ has to come in. So, so in plan. that in that sense. Matt Riddle is a champion. He he beat the fucking champion. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Think that, Non-title think matches that, make okay. no okay. sense. They we make both no watch. Sense. We both watch UFC, right? 
What and happens it, when a fight? What happens when a fighter doesn't make weight? It becomes a non-title match, but it it was it, the the and purpose then, of it. Let's say, let's say the fighter that didn't make weight knocks him out. That doesn't make him the champion. But fans does, will sign him. They want that rematch. That's like saying, okay, this match was originally a title match, but because such and such missed weight, now it's not. That's that. I think that's the stupidest fucking rule ever. Oh, you missed weight, so now it's not. No, you missed weight. Fuck it. Hey, we're either gonna cancel the match or we're gonna keep it a title match. Don't sit well, there and make it a non-title match because now you're putting your champion in a position to lose a legitimate fight. You're putting your your champion, and then what happens? Your champion loses, and now you're like, oh, damn, our champion just lost. So now what do you got to do? You got to rebook that fight because that person just knocked out your champion. You market the rematch. You showcase it. You say, hey, this is going on. And then it just doesn't make sense. It makes sense because weight and everything affects how your movement is, how much power you can behind the punch, things of that nature. No, that it just made it that that whole philosophy makes no sense at all. That is the but, dumbest thing to do for the purposes of storytelling. Now, again, this doesn't have to be the main title, but again, we have the luck of having multiple titles in our shit because we got the, the shit made right. So, I'm not saying necessarily do that for the main, main championship title every time, but things like the IC belt, it's fine. You know what I mean? Look, it will either be you're not on the show. You're in a tag team match, and the only way someone is getting a title shot is by storyline racking up wins, storyline winning a number one's contenders match, a battle royal, or something to earn it. If you beat the champion in a non-title match, there is no point in putting you against that champion again because you've already beaten that champion. You've already beaten them. So guess what? By default... In my eyes, by deep, you are the champion. You know why? Because you just beat the champion. You just beat the top guy. In your eyes. So what do you want to see? You want to see the guy who you feel is the champion go against the guy who's holding the belt, who's claiming to be the champion, and you want to see that guy beat the fucking person so he could become the legitimate champion, and there doesn't have to be a fucking asterisk by him. That is the reason that you do that shit in wrestling, because you're building up the guy that, in your mind, in the fans' mind, you want this that is, guy to be. This is why. This is why I like Brock Lesnar as champion, because then when he's when he's champion, he's gonna come back and he's gonna face the top contender. Then he's done. Then he's gonna come back again and he's gonna face the top contender, and then he's done. He doesn't have to come in and lose a non-title match, and then that guy's like, "Oh, I beat Brock Lesnar, so therefore I'm the number one contender." And now you're like, "Oh, cool, yeah, you beat Brock Lesnar. You should be champion." If not, but again. But then when you do the Brock there, Lesnar book, you the, fucking the, the have way, to fight on it. All I'm saying is the way to build a storyline should not involve your champion losing a non-title match. That is the dumbest way to build a story. The story should be, hey, we have your champion, so therefore you are considered an elite top talent here, right? It's, oh, okay. hey, look, here's this guy who's on a roll. Now I'm thinking of thinking, with the elite, with the top than, top guy. That should, the, that should always be a story. Other than the storyline, another thing of the responsibility of the booker is to make sure that you have something written down, penned in the paper, have a canonical plan that will get asses and seats and get people to want to see the shit that you're promoting and the shit that you're making. So if you can entice an entirety of a crowd because they saw this guy beat the champion, however, because it was a non-title belt, now he's not going to have 
the opportunity to face with the champion. That's where you do like number one contenders matches. That's where you do these things because at the end of the day, being a champion, you have the chicken. Sh- now, if you're trying to do like the chicken shit heel champion, let's say you have the chicken shit heel champion with ego loses the legit contest. That's a one for one, but is not for the title. Now the fans are going to desperately want to see the nope. heel get whooped for the title. They want to see him not changing my mind. Of this. That belt. this is. This is this is why I fucks with AEW. John Moxley has not lost a match except for a tag team match, which he didn't get pinned in. Why? Because he's the fucking champion. He is the fucking main. What champion. the fucking jungle? Okay, go. To, what about the Jungle Boy Jericho shit? Ten jungle minute time Jericho what? The ten minute time interlude. The who? It was ten minutes. Because he told Jungle Boy, you couldn't last 10 minutes with me. And they faced off. And it appeared as if Jungle Boy had him. But then the timer went off. The time went out. That was a time limit. I mean, that's different. That's a time limit match. What are you, what are you talking about? Survive, you. survive 10 minutes with me. Okay, cool. You survived 10 minutes. What's that proof? It just proved you can hang in there. Hold on. Let me just pop it up real quick. It proved you could beat me. Now, before we continue on this subject, I just want to say Io Shirai beat Sasha, uh, which I thought was the best match on the show. I gave it three and a half out of fives. wasn't my favorite, but it was the best. Um, and that's because Asuka, of course, came out. And this was stupid. She sprayed Banks in the face with the mist, and there was no DQ. The referee didn't see her spray it, but he still saw the mist on Sasha's face. So it was like... The whole miss shit is the stupidest thing ever. Uh, I've always thought it was dumb. Uh, the referee should have saw the mist in her face and been like, oh shit, you got sprayed with mist. So I'm finna fucking see what the fuck's going on. You know, I'm finna call timeout or something. But, you know, it's, it's wrestling, so they don't give a fuck. Um, overall, for night one, I gave it a 7 out of 10. Um, it wasn't like take out. 7 out of 10, you son of a bitch! Well, yeah, it's it's the whole show. What are you talking about? I do my matches out of five and the whole show out of ten. I've always done that. I'm going to pull up on your shit. Get my, get my so, The Rock goes figure. I always get give my, my takeovers are always eight and a half to ten to ten out of ten. Like, I think that's, that's the, they're, they're never going below eight and a half, but this wasn't a takeover. This was just an episode of AEW. It was still pretty good. Uh, um, I'll give it a solid 6 out of 10. I'm not that dedicated to NXT, but from the like the variety of good matches to bad matches, I mean, there was nothing necessarily bad, but there was some stuff that was like not entertaining to me. Like those final, the first match, it set the precedent of what to expect, and then Mia Yim got pinned in that weird-ass way. I don't know how you didn't like, like Tegan Knox and, and... As soon as Yim got out, it look like they all lost their chemistry and they all lost their footing to me to me keyword to me motherfucker and so all right let's get back to this title this six out of ten non-title defending title thing before we touch on night two so where are you finna say okay hold up this motherfucker's still looking now my girlfriend's texting me right now i'm just telling her that i'm filming the podcast anyways as I was saying, now, 
with the whole Jericho thing, it got people enticed to the fact because it looked like if Jungle Boy was about to win, but then the 10 minutes came up and then Jericho just like did the chicken shit heel thing and walked out of it. For chicken shit heels, you need non-title matches. You know? And then for the, for the purposes of chicken shit heels and storytelling, no, you, you don't. need title matches. Yeah, because no, then you do. Now, here's what you do. Now, you could do the non-title match on regular TV. Don't do it on a pay-per-view. Like, do your non-title on a regular TV to lead up to the pay-per-view. Because you want the title changes to occur at a pay-per-view. Now, sometimes you want the title changes to occur at a regular house show or canonical TV show. Just so that way the crowd doesn't know what to always expect. But you could have these matches that are not for the title. And And it gets the fan interest going. And it gets people... Just more to be to rally behind the face that you're trying to get them to rally behind. Completely don't agree with that. Did you did was was Stone Cold beating the uh, the heavyweight champion before he became world champion? No. Did he did he beat Shawn Michaels before he faced Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania? No. He worked his fucking way up. He became the best promo the best wrestler he won king of the ring he had great matches with brett he fucking gained well, popularity in defeat when stone cold came he up won he the was Royal already Rumble again are and you forgetting he when became stone champion cold, when stone cold came in the wwe he was already a champion they made him the million dollar champion they they gave I'm him a belt about, Did you i'm talking about you you're, you're 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 trying to you're trying to compare something that's not comparable here when he the, came the, in the, the ringmaster he had a belt already. Here's the point. Today's wrestling relies so heavy on a champion losing a non-title match in order to set up a fucking title match. Yeah. Did I say it was good booking? And it no. doesn't make sense. But to I'm me. just trying it should to never happen. Now, if you're in a I'm tag team match, let's say you have the world champion and his partner versus Two Again, people tagging together. I think you're right. trying to say that I justify doing it all the time. You that pin. is something that I want to avoid using. If I'm booking this shit, I'm, I'm going to try to avoid using that, that type of shit. I think it's... I Our think it's not be something you can just throw out. However, let me just say let me just say it like this. I am they're going over, they will never look, lose a, a match. I am simply I'm saying you cannot out. get rid of that. It's always good to have it in your back pocket. Just in case. Just in case. Now I'm not saying because sometimes, let's be honest, we're starting with people, our roster starting with people who are rookies in every aspect. So there's might be, hey, they don't probably don't know how to get that heat, whether it's face heat or heel heat, and we don't need to help it. them out. I have to give it that little bush, that little boost. Now, I'm not saying that's the best booking decision. I'm not saying I want to use it or be eager to use it, but I'm saying I just want to have it in my back pocket just in case. I'm not saying I want to get rid of it. I'm not saying I'm. You're talking about getting rid of it completely. I now, am. I don't want to get rid good. of it. It'll be get rid of completely. It's probably going to so, be the last thing that anyone, I think. Anyone, if let's anyone be, listens to this podcast. And they watch, and they and they want to follow, and they want to watch REW as we progress. Make, and pick make it up. a Twitter poll. I just want you. Guys, I just want you guys shit. to know this. This is so spoiler alert for any time that you see a champion in a non-title match. That champion is winning, 
Okay. Spoiler alert. That champion is winning. Okay. So if you see if you see a champion in a non-title match, don't get your hopes up and say, "Oh man, this may be an upset." Don't put a bet on it because you'll lose your money. Let you know that. This is why I'm the fucking book because this motherfucker's trying to cost us some money in the future. He's a he's. So, I'm not so, saying it's the so here's how the chain of command works. I own it. I'm final say, right? So if he presents me something that says, hey, the, the champion's going to lose a non-title match, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to draw an X through it, and I'm going to say, champion is winning non-title match. That's <laughs> how it goes, ladies and gentlemen. There no, will no, not no, 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 be no, 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 no. a champion no. losing a non-title <laughs> title match you have tag team champions yeah. guess what guess what they're gonna do they're gonna enter a tag team match as a non-title match they're gonna win right but if they enter a singles match because they're not necessarily singles competitor they rely more on their tag team shit guess what they may or they may not win why because they they, they focus more on tag team shit so now you have that 50 50 that that 50 50 uh uh like option or whatever you want to call it but if you put the world champion in with someone, guess what? That person's not going to beat the world champion in order to gain a world title match. No. The way that that person can gain a world title match is number one's contenders match, a tournament, a battle royal, a ladder match, uh, you know, anything for them to – or racking up wins and then coming out and saying, hey, you know what? I got this many wins. Guess what? I'm challenging for the world title. Bam. Just like that. You don't have to beat your champion. It's not going to happen. Here's what I'm saying. This is, this is all I'm saying. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying that that's the best booking decision. I'm not saying that that's the worst booking decision. I'm saying what it's the worst I, booking decision. Look, what I'm saying, motherfucker, David Arquette is our champion. That would be the worst booking decision. But <laughs> anyways, what I am saying is... When you say that we're not doing that, that eliminates that possibility for us. And it's always good to have something in your back pocket just in case. Am so, I saying I'm, look, look, five I'm years not, down the road, I may change my mind, but as of now, for the for the first five years, yeah, that's not, not happening. I'm, I'm not saying I'm eager to do that. I'm not saying, yo, as soon as we crown a champion, let's have our champion do nothing but non-title matches. No, I'm not saying that at all. I know, and I feel like in my, my fucking heart and mind that I could book something a lot better than that. What I'm saying is it's always good to have that card just in case. You know, you get you the occasional writer's block, things of that nature, et cetera, et cetera. I'm just saying just in case that situation might occur where we don't have anything else that we could possibly do because it might be too similar to another current ongoing storyline, it's always good to just have that in the back pocket. Here's my, here's my train of thought. Your champions should always be well taken care of. Um, they should do squash matches. They should do tag team matches where they don't have to do a lot of the work. Um, they should be kept, you know, just uh, um, you want to you want to kind of kind of pamper them because if you lose your champion, right, then well, now you gotta create a now you gotta crown a new champion by vacating the title and doing all this other bullshit or you can just be a nice you know a good booker and you protect your champions first of all by not losing nonsensical matches to set up a title match because they already lost the previous match 
this would be you easy if you only you had don't one book them all the time, and you just, just you put them champion. in in tag team matches. We don't have just one champion, DJ. That's the only thing. That's the thing. If we had one yes, champion, that's that's, that's for all time. Booking. That's why I gave. But if you have too many storylines that are like too similar, at the end of the day, I gave the example of the tag team titles. But yeah, you, yeah, you the example. You're, you're comparing storylines and matches, like those are two separate things. You could yeah. totally build a storyline around a contender yeah, all you can. the time without having someone beat the champion. Or, yeah. like I said before, you could set up a tag team match, and you can have the champion take a fluke pinfall in that match because it's a tag team match right yeah, a tag take team a double match. team move the no, no, I'm, defending, the person I'm defending that again i'm defending you know, all this all like, i am saying is that it would be dangerous to completely get rid of that out of our playbook it's always good to just have it in your back pocket just in case again it's not going to be the best booking it's not going to be it's probably going to be the most thoughtless to be honest but that's what i'm trying to avoid however it's Always good to know that it's just in the back pocket, just it's, in case. It's the back pocket, pocket, not the front pocket. Huh? It's not in my back pocket, guys. Well, it's not in yours, but I'm saying it should. It just should be just in case. It's always good to have a just in case. That's like some shit that you put in a red fucking case in case of emergency break glass. You could just use that always. But is that my primary go-to? No. I'm not saying it's my primary, nor am I saying it's my secondary. Well, realistically, it won't even be in my top 20 booking decisions on what to do in a match. But I'm saying to completely get rid of it entirely would be dangerous for me. So, spoiler alert, everyone, once again, don't expect to see non-title matches. If you see a non-title match, don't fucking, don't interrupt my goddamn, don't blow up my Twitter. You see it? <laughs> If you see a non-title match, just know that the champion's winning. All right, let's move on. And if he doesn't, just know I booked that shit. God damn it. It won't go through. So, Night of Champions. I mean, Night of Champions. Fucking shit getting fucked up over here. Great American (laughs) Bash. Great American Bash Night 2, guys. uh, Ladies and gentlemen. Um, So... There's a dark match that I did not fucking see. It was Tony Nese and Leon. Leon Ruff or Roof or whatever the fuck he can. I don't know. It's, I, I guess he's like some jobber because can't even click on his name on Wikipedia. So he must not be that important. <sighs> so the official first match of the show was Candice LeRae versus Mia Yim in a street fight. I gave this match 2.75 uh, out of 5 stars. I, I thought it was... I thought it was worked at a very slow pace at times, like way too much. I mean, yeah, they use weapons. There was a table spot. Um, Your same criticisms for this match are the ones that I had for the last match. I just noticed that. I actually like this match. Really? I mean, it wasn't bad. It was good. It was what it was. Um, There was a spot where Candice, they're on the top, and they're, they're standing on top of the table. And Candace does like a swinging uh, neck breaker uh, from the top uh, onto the chairs, and um, she wins. So you know, Candace beat Mia Yim, which I was kind of shocked by. I really thought 
because the the spoiler of Keith Lee winning the belt had already leaked, and I thought Mia Yim would um, win here, and then Lee would win, and they'd celebrate together at the end. But um, maybe that's they're keeping good. them apart now. So yeah, that's a good point. That motherfucker. Was so yeah, that, in hindsight, that kind of makes it look like he doesn't give a shit about his wife. I mean, yeah, I, WWE has a t- just like the the Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch shit. Like they were together on TV, and then it went away, like without any kind of explanation. I hate when they bring in the real life shit. It ruins shit. Like you don't see, like it was. It wasn't until he was about to fucking retire that a lot of the public find out about Undertaker and Michelle McCool. Like, well, I mean, it's been out there. She was posting shit on. Fucking social and so was he. Oh, yeah, that's why. But had- as far as them, as far as them acknowledging it, yeah, you're right. It wasn't until he was about to retire. The Mia yeah. Yim, the Mia Yim and Keith Lee stuff, I'm, I'm, I was okay with. It was like it wasn't that bad. The Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae shit, I'm perfectly fine with. I, I love them both together. Yeah, uh, but Seth, like, the Seth Rollins, you don't make them like a legitimate team, and then it just becomes stupid as fuck. Like the uh, the Rollins versus Becky one. It makes it makes weird fucking sense canonically that oh here's Becky crying to Oscar I'm about to be a mom and we know Seth Rollins is the dad yet that same night Seth Rollins is like am I gonna be happy that I'm having a son no you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna try to fucking take out Rey Mysterio's eye well like, he didn't even acknowledge that he was about to have a son the like everybody with... saying congratulations and hugging fucking Becky Lynch on the same episode of Raw mind you and then Rollins is just standing there. Like, at least incorporate it to the storyline. So if you're going to incorporate real life into the storyline, then you got to go all the way with it. You can't tiptoe the real life situation. Like, I think the problem with Seth and Becky was just that, like, Becky's gimmick just did not work for that. Like, they wanted her to be the man. I don't need no man. Yeah. And and down by Seth Rollins. Like, it was a good character. Their promos together were so cringe. It just, it just did not work at all. It was just, it just was not okay, good. Well, let me tell you, all right. And this is where I started to sound like fucking Lord Jamar of Vlad TV. The problem with that is they made Becky an alpha, and they tried to keep Seth Rollins an alpha. But when you have two alphas, it makes no fucking sense. And they yeah. weren't fit Seth looked like a beta. If they would have made, but when they did these promos and she would talk like that. This this shit made it sound like if she put on the strap on it would fuck Seth Rollins. And you know what really sucked? Yeah. Brock Lesnar cashed in on Seth Rollins, and Becky was nowhere to be found. She just left. Brock didn't f five her. Didn't give her yeah. no suplexes. She just left. And I was like, "What kind of wife are you? <laughs> Who does that? Who lets their husband lose their belt?" And not taking F five. I was so disappointed. <laughs> so hold up, um, but more backstory here. Wait, very. I mean, you're training your wife. <laughs> you're training your wife to do this shit. Are you gonna have somebody F five your wife? I'm an F. I did F five her. <laughs> That's my finisher. The F five. I mean. <laughs> no, but, but uh... you're in the... so if I have a heel program and you're the face. And I cash in on you. <laughs> Do you expect me to fucking F5 if she's Well, inside? no. So, but no, you're missing the point. Like, they pushed Seth and Becky so hard. Yeah, I know they did. They stuck did, up they for did. him when it came to Baron Corbin, you know? But, like, 
when Brock Lesnar comes out to make an appearance. I, to cash I, was, getting, I was getting really tired of Becky. I was so happy when Baron Corbin gave her ass that fucking end of days. Oh, he did, dude. It was in that match, too, right? Yeah, it was yeah, so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Baron Corbin. Yeah. I fucked Baron Corbin from now on. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, he gave right. And then, and then they tried to say how despicable he was. And it's like... The but half the crowd was cheering for him when they and, did this. Right, because she was beating up on him, too. Like, how's that not despicable? That is so fake. Anyways, uh, <laughs> Bronson Reed defeated Tony Nese in 5 minutes and 18 seconds for the next match. I gave it 1 out of 5 because the match fucking sucked. And I was super bored by it. Um, they showed a Mercedes Martinez video package. And Aaliyah and Robert trying to recruit um, Shotzi Blackheart, but that didn't happen. If you're Sasha Banks, how would you feel if somebody comes in with a gimmick name that's your legit real first name? Oh, Mercedes? Yeah, wouldn't that be weird to you? Mm, I mean... I only bring that up because I had recently watched a shoot where uh, Shane Helms, a.k.a. Hurricane, had to talk about how they changed this shit to Gregory Helms. Because there's just like, oh, we can't have one too many Shanes. And there was only one Shane in WWE. Oh, McMahon. Huh? Well, you know, he's a McMahon. He wins. He he wins by default. Happy birthday, Shane McMahon. That's my uh, favorite fucking wrestling meme of all time. Every time Vince somebody wishes somebody a happy birthday, gives them a long paragraph, and they just put that one tweet. Happy birthday, uh, Shane McMahon. I mean, he just did it for, for Brock. He wished Brock happy birthday today. Yeah, so. he wished Brock a long paragraph. And I looked, and sure enough, I found it. Somebody put that one picture of that one screenshot. <laughs> happy birthday, Shane. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, yeah, I, I know. know. Some people are kind of playing I, it I know out. They had done that. I know they had did that because of the fact that apparently Vince had just started actually using the Twitter himself and not asking somebody else to put the shit in for him. So that's why he just put that... <laughs> Shane in real life and wish Can't wait to see him on the Undertaker's birthday. birthday. Maybe post a video of him crying or something. Um, yeah, Vince I, is wrote, really I wrote, what happened to Chelsea Green? Um, yeah, I don't know what the fuck happened to Chelsea Green. She just fucking mm-hmm. left Robert Stone and that was the end of it. All right, next match was Isaiah Swerve. Uh, I stay in catering Scott. Uh, taking on Johnny Gargano. Um, so the first time I ever saw Isaiah uh, um, Scott, who was going by uh, Shane Strickland um, in MLW, that was the first time I'd seen him. And I think he was facing low-key for the MLW championship. I could be wrong. Maybe it was Tom Lawler facing one of them. But that was the first time I saw him. And I was like, I mean, he's good, you know, but like, there's there's so many people that are either just the same as him or better, like Ricochet and Cedric Alexander and all these other indie talents out there that are just like the same, you know? Like there's I agree no with what you said only because the signal cut off. Huh? The signal had cut off, my bad. But that's all right. Just just keep going. Just keep going. Oh. So yeah, like so there's so many people better than 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 Isaiah Scott. Not that he's bad. It's just I haven't been completely wild with the dude since he's 
join NXT. Like he's yeah. had some decent matches here and there. Like and this match Dolph- with Johnny Gargano was really good. I gave it a three out of five. Is it like but, a Dolph Ziggler situation? Huh? Is it like a Dolph Ziggler situation where like you feel like there's more people who are talented than him, but he's kind of like the old guard they they normally just put to? Well, he's young. I mean, he's still young. It's just that like, I mean, he's 29 years old, and like he's he's good, but so is Ricochet, and so is Cedric Alexander, and. All these other, like I said, all these other indie talents that do the exact same thing as him, if not better. And like I said, this match was really good with him and Gargano, but like I felt like Gargano kind of carried the match, in my opinion. Uh, so, do, do you feel he's just like lazy in the ring, or do you feel like he's just too cookie cutter? I don't feel like he's lazy. I just I feel so, like he does. Is this. it like the Carlito thing where they said that he has so much potential, but he's just being very cookie cutter about it? No, it's not that. I just I just think there's if you put Isaiah Scott and Cedric Alexander in the ring, right? You're gonna be like, oh, cool. They do the exact same thing. You put. Isaiah Scott and Ricochet in the ring, you're going to be like, oh, cool. They do the exact same thing. Just Ricochet's better. Barely. And he's on the main roster. Barely. You put Isaiah Scott and you put one of the Young Bucks in the ring. They do the exact same fucking thing. What I'm saying is he is like that generic character in a WWE video game. Like, and I know... Triple H has kind of sometimes positioned him to seem like he's like this incredible talent. But there are so many Isaiah Scotts wrestling right now, if that makes sense. Gotcha. You know, I feel like so, so, so like Jim Cornette says Kenny Omega is. Huh? So what Jim Cornette says Kenny Omega is. Yeah, I guess you can say that. There we go. Perfect fucking analogy. Um, I mean, but like I said, I like the match because he's he's still good. You know, he's just not like, wow, I want to see Isaiah Scott wrestle again. He's just like, oh, okay, yeah, you put on a good match. It's cool. You know. Um, yeah, guys, I was cleaning my apartment when I played the second part of the shit. So this, this match kind of, it looked impressive, but it looked cookie cutter for me. That's why I said cookie cutter. No, no, I, I mean, I, as far as the, the, for the first three matches, I thought this was the, the first three. Um, and then, yeah, this one was had, a third. uh, like, I, 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 all I was thinking about really during this match was, God damn it, I really want Daniel Bryan versus Johnny Gargano. Like, that's what I was thinking the whole time this match was going on. Um, but yeah, there was at no point that I think Isaiah Scott was going to win. Like, it's fucking Johnny Gargano. He's like the the fucking top of NXT. So the top heel yeah. for the moment. Um, so that was that. Uh, so they did the Tegan and EO promo package. I thought it was pretty cool. Like I said, the match takes place on the fifteenth. I got to give it up to these uh, promo packages though. They're, they're doing pretty good. They're doing really good with these promo packages compared to what they have on WWE. I don't know if that's just like a consistent NXT thing. That if they're consistent with that. Again, I'm not like that much. It's a WWE thing altogether. WWE puts on some of the best promo packages. Now, I will say 
that nothing will ever be better than the Stone Cold Steve Austin Stone versus Cold The Rock. Rock my way. Oh, oh my god. That's like, like that is the promo package. I literally watched that promo package if I'm doing a fucking exercise or running outside. Dude, I just I, I some days I'm just like, man, let me I just want to watch this promo package. I, I was so, literally I don't even watch the match. The shit is more memorable and fucking legendary to me than the match. It's the only stop promo. It. That match was the greatest match up until Undertaker and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. It really but, was. Um, for those of you who are too young to even know what promo package we're talking about, go to YouTube, type in Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock promo package, WrestleMania 17. You will There's not be fucking versions. disappointed. You There's will not versions. be disappointed. Watch the one that played before the match happened. The one on Raw is pretty good. I like the one on Raw better than the one that I actually played before, only because the one that uh, and they played on Raw the night before had the one where The Rock ended it by saying, you say you're going to come whoop The Rock's ass? Why don't you just come down and see if you can whoop The Rock's ass? That, oh, that fucking, I love both cuts. There's two fucking cuts to this video package. That's how you, fucking amazing it is. Watch, watch the video package and then watch the match because I will never forget how insane the crowd went when Austin pinned The Rock for the belt, even though it was a fucking hill turn. A fucking hill turn in Houston, Texas, in the home state of Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he got cheered like he was the biggest fucking hero ever. Yeah, that's what kind of soiled the match for me, man. I'm a big The Rock fan. And so that kind of saw the match when I had saw. Now, granted, I was you know I didn't remember the first time, but I remember the first time my dad showing me the tape of the fucking matches. My dad collected tapes, or he would like watch them. Me and my uncles big fans, so we'd watch them. I remember why. Like the reason I was such a huge fucking Taz fan is because they bought One Night Stand, and I watched that pay per view with him. Like my mom thought it, I shouldn't, but but I was like, nah, he he could watch it. He's a man, he could watch it. So I watched One Night Stand, and I was just like, whoa, it's fucking amazing. Then I just love DCW as a kid. But anyways, watch this hype package. That's why I think the hype package is better than the match sometimes, just because of that ending. I was so hurt by that. The child and we still got upset that The Rock lost that. I mean, I was happy. I was always a Stone Cold fan. All right. So the next match was a 10-minute six-man tag team match with Legado del Fantasma. With uh, Santos Escobar, Jacqueline Wild, and Raul Mendoza. Uh, they beat Drake Maverick, who took the fucking pin. Uh, I really thought it was going to be Tyler Breeze that took the pin, to be honest with you. Because he's, he's he's always losing, so, you know. Um, but Drake teamed with Breezango. Uh, I fucking love this match. I, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was a really fucking good match. I gave it a four. It was amazing. The, the promo before had put my expectations... To a high standing, and it was good to see my expectations met. They didn't surpass them, but they met them. So for that alone, I'm giving it a four. It was really good. I really liked what they were doing. I really liked them. It was just yeah, yeah it was, I, it was solid as hell. I gave it a three out of five. So kind of oh, tied with all the other matches, good matches that have been going on through the, the first few nights. Um, now, I did, again, once again right. I still can't believe Fandango beat Chris Jericho in 2013. <laughs> 29. 
crazy that that was seven years ago. I had paid. I had. I could tell you where I was because I legitimately wanted Jericho to win because he was the face in that program. But for some fucking reason, they tried to change Fandango to face only because his song got number one on the Apple Store. That was like the whole big thing. Every time it'd be coming back from commercial break, it'd be like, whoa, with that fucking song. And then it'd be like, raw fact, when they used to have those shits back in the day. Raw fact, this song was number one on iTunes. Fandango shit. And every time Fandango would come out to the ring, you'd see the little graphic of this. Hector has a very, very, very good memory because I don't remember none of that shit. All I know is it's crazy that that was seven fucking years ago, seven years first ago. of all. Can remember where, I remember where I was and, when I lost that because I was so surprised and, that he fucking lost. Because that, that was crazier. It's crazier that a year before this, Jericho was in the WWE Championship match against CM Punk. And he lost that match too. So Jericho lost at WrestleMania 28. 29 and i think uh then, his last wrestlemania no because he he wrestled aj at 32 right. and he lost to at 32 that so, me the fuck off when he beat aj that match pissed me off so fucking hard yeah jerk so jericho's last wrestlemania was wrestlemania 33 and of course you know, right? the one that was so shitty and slow the rest is history. He went on to go back to New Japan and then, of course, go into AEW because, you know, fuck Vince McMahon. Um, also, four Cheers years ahead. ago, um, uh, for, uh, for Breeze, what the fuck is this guy's name? Tyler Breeze. <laughs> he was, uh, he was uh, 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 facing um, Jushin, Jushin Thunder Liger uh, on, an, on a NXT takeover. Wrestling legend, Jushin um, Thunder Liger. Yeah, and you know he was in fucking fantastic matches. Uh, honestly, when when I first started watching NXT, I was like, God damn, Tyler Breeze is so good. Yeah, and my dad actually, my dad actually said he kind that he, he. The only reason my dad had a knock on him is he said it looked like he was trying to be like an updated next generation Shawn Michaels. Who Tyler Breeze? Yeah, and keep in mind, my dad was a huge fucking Shawn Michaels fan. I mean, you know. A lot of people try to be like Sean, but I just—I don't know. I love Tyler. I thought he—he he definitely deserved more, but um, he did not get it. It didn't go anywhere. But uh, anyways, like I said, Drake you know took the fucking the pin. You know what I think it is, honestly. We hear a story huh. time and time of like, if Vince doesn't perceive you as manly, or if he doesn't see you as manly, then he doesn't like fuck with you that well, or he doesn't give you like a push. Like he's remember how supposedly he didn't respect Morrison because he got cucked and didn't try to fight Batista. Yeah, he just thought Morrison couldn't win in a real life fight, regardless. So. Yeah, so I feel like that's what he probably thought about Tyler Breeze. I feel like with Shawn Michaels, it was different because Shawn Michaels was doing all that weird rowdy shit backstage. Shawn Michaels took advantage of the era that he was in because there was no way you could have someone do some of the shit that Shawn Michaels did back then. Now, if not, they'd be fucking canceled <laughs> immediately. Um, what the fuck was I finna say about this match? Uh, da, 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 da. oh, uh, fucking what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Yes, yeah, so like I said, Drake took the fucking pin, and I wrote, "Is this leading to a last chance match with Drake Maverick getting the win? You know, and um, winning the belt." 
but I mean, I don't know. What's his name? Yeah, just barely won it. So we had covered, we had covered uh, Black Wednesday. We had covered it. We talked about it. So I think it's only fair that we, uh, since this technically is an update to that, what do what do you think about WWE's hire rehiring back? Do you think it was a work the entire time, or do you think they shoot fired him and then just worked and then just rehired him after the video? No, you I think, think they really fired him. You, you think they really fired him, but he had enough support that they had hired him back? Yeah, I mean, they were able to use him because uh, of his, you know, 90 days or whatever. There's no compete clause, so they were they could use they could have used all of them within the, the last 90 days. They just, uh, I guess, chose not to. Um, and they pick and chose uh, Kurt and Heath and, and Drake. And then, you know, Drake won everybody over, and there you have it. Um, I'm a lot of people were upset with it, saying it was like, um, well, let me play. or whatever. Let me play. Here's the reason why I think it wasn't taken as seriously because the main one who was bitching was Leo Rush, and Leo Rush annoys the fuck out of me. I mean, Rush, <laughs> there's stories. I want to see Mark Henry beat Leo Rush's ass so bad. There's stories out there. I don't, I mean, I've never, like I said, if, if I don't, I don't know, it's whatever. Leo kind of just, you know. How the fuck you piss off Mark Henry? Mark Henry's like one of the nicest fucking dudes. You sit there and lie to him, apparently, shit. He was cool with, he's cool with Xbox, and Xbox took a shit in his sandwich. <laughs> I could never right. be a friend with anybody who takes a shit in my sandwich. All right, we're currently at like an hour and 40, and I'm not going to lie, I've had the shit for like the past hour or so. Let's, uh, let's try to get to this last two matches. <laughs> let's ease right. up on the shit talking then. So we had uh, the Garganos um, do another uh, interview or promo or whatever backstage, and they're leading towards Gargano versus Balor again. I guess Balor's turned face, just like a lot of people in NXT have done recently. Um, and then we had Santana Garrett lose to Mercedes Martinez in a squash match, so there was no really no point in rating that. And then you had the champion versus champion match. It was uh, no commercials, just like the Sasha and other uh, and EO match. Um, and of course, this is won by Keith Lee. Um, in about 14 minutes, uh, this was, or I'm sorry, 19 minutes or 20 minutes. My bad. Uh, this was spoiled, spoiled by one of their trainees who was probably fired and probably yeah. has a bullet in his head. Someone who's probably fired right now, and uh, oh, dead. Vince probably had him killed. So, uh, I thought it was a really. I'm I'm just gonna cut this kind of short because I really got a shit, and then I'll uh, we'll come back and do the UFC podcast. But uh, Keith Lee wins. I gave the match a four out of five stars, and um, yeah, I thought it was really good. So four to yeah. five, really good. The only complaint that I have uh, was instead of saving the Black Lives Matter trunks for in your house, if Keith Lee would have worn them to this pay per view, the and then won the belt. Yeah, I think that would have been dope. And then they would have made an, a lot more powerful statement. They could have had a fucking 30 for 30, for God's sakes, if that would have been made. But they dropped the ball on that. Other than that, it was a really good match. Uh, solid. So overall, this one, night two, uh, I'll, give a, eh, I'll, give, I'll give a 7 out of 10. Uh, I went like 7.5. I thought it was just slightly better than uh, night one. But, uh, yeah, guys, that does it for this podcast. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, I got to cut this short because uh, Devontae's <laughs> stomach is, 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 is rumbling, rumbling, rumbling right now. So once I'm done with that, um, we will start, I guess, recording the other podcast uh, for Hector's um, South Sip show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you all on the next episode. I'm out. Peace. Peace.
Oh, 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 oh,